You hate health insurance. And let's be frank, it's a miracle you've even downloaded this podcast. But you'll be so glad you did. How in the Health Insurance is designed to make coverage and care open and transparent to take the fear out of keeping you and your family safe. We might even save you some money along the way. This podcast is hosted by Matt Allen of Iconic Insurance, and you can learn more at iconic-insurance.com. I am Matt Allen, the founder of Iconic Insurance and the host of How in the Health Insurance podcast, joined by Brittany Green, my better half, senior loan officer of Tucker Mortgage, and my director of business operations, Brett Luce. Hey. Thanks for being on. Um, Today, we are going to talk about some interesting things with the Affordable Care Act and some potential alternatives um, to the Affordable Care Act and just things to keep in mind and things to consider when dealing with the Affordable Care Act. Um, This is also known as Obamacare, the marketplace, healthcare.gov. It is the very well-known, sometimes misunderstood route for small business owners and self-employed people and those who have to find their own health insurance. It is the, you know, quote unquote route they're supposed to take when looking for health insurance. And so what I just want to do and and briefly go over is, you know, it it really is the right route for a lot of people. It's it's great. Um, But to keep some things in mind and to offer some potential alternatives for the people that maybe they're they're looking at the ACA, they've been on a couple of years and like, is there really nothing nothing that suits me in a better way out there? And and maybe there is, and maybe there isn't. Um, so I just want to talk about those things. Sounds great. And I'm just going to be peppering you with questions. I got so much I want to know, Matt. I hope so. (laughs) Yeah, make it easy on me. So tell me what the Affordable Care Act is. So the Affordable Care Act um, was passed by Congress uh, in 2010, and it it created healthcare.gov. It created the marketplace. It created a way for me as a small business owner, a self-employed person, to go on to healthcare.gov, look for plans, and shop around. It gives me premiums. It gives me deductibles. It gives me networks. Um, based on my income, it spits out what my premium is. Um, based on my zip code, it gives me different networks that I can choose. It was a way for me to get health insurance and every other individual to get health insurance. Great. And like pretty much every health insurance option out there, I'm sure it's got some pros and cons, some fits, some non-fits. What is it really good for? What kind of a what kind of a situation would I be in where this is going to be a good fit for me? So I think the two groups of people who the Affordable Care Act is just the perfect solution for are people with pre-existing conditions who otherwise couldn't pass a medical exam. Um, this this could be people you know literally awaiting a surgery, um, someone who is eight months pregnant, somebody who has to go into drug or alcohol rehab. All of these people now have a route to get insurance and not be denied. Everything is covered in unlimited amount from day one. Um, the other large group of people who I think it is a tremendous fit for are people who are above the federal poverty line, but maybe aren't doing amazing. You know, they, they, they extend tax credits to help lower your premium based on your household income every year. And so if even if you're middle class, there are so many people I sit down and see who get this enormous tax credit to help pay for their health insurance, and it's just a really good fit for them. So people like that, um, people who, 
you know, are taking expensive name brand prescriptions. It's a, it's a great fit for them. People who, you know, want their preventative care covered hundred percent. It's a great fit for them. So there's a lot of people who it makes a lot of sense for. That's awesome. That makes a lot of sense. So who, what would a situation be where it's probably not a good fit? So there aren't, you know, if, if you're generally pretty healthy, um, if you make decent money, um, if having drug and alcohol abuse and rehab, if having expensive prescriptions, if having um, the pre-existing condition benefit, you know, right away, if, if those things aren't that important to you, if you don't need maternity coverage, if you don't need, you know, mental institution coverage, if you don't need those types of things, it might make sense to at least explore other alternatives because those things are great. I want to have an avenue where people can get those things covered, but those things can be expensive and that can be reflected in your health insurance premium if those things have to be in your plan, which they do in an Affordable Care Act plan because an Affordable Care Act plan has the 10 essential benefits in the plan. And one of those is maternity. One of those is drug and alcohol abuse and rehab. And so when that company cannot discriminate you, which again, I think is a great thing, but when they can't look at your medical history and they can't deny you, they have to not necessarily assume, but they have to take into account that this person could be eight months pregnant who I'm giving this insurance to. And so they, they have to reflect that being unable to assess the risk beforehand. They have to reflect that in your premium. And so it can be a little bit expensive if you don't qualify for one of those tax credits. Oh, so there could be other options available to someone if that's not the issue, if they don't have that pre-existing condition. Yes. Um, if you are able to pass a medical exam and you know, I'm probably making that sound a little more daunting than it is. It's not, you know, rigorous blood work. You're on the treadmill for 10 minutes or anything. Just if you don't have pre-existing conditions, you know, um, if you're not on blood pressure or cholesterol, or you don't have an upcoming brain scan, you know, you can qualify for something that's probably a lot more affordable, um, and a lot more flexible and a lot more customizable. Um, if you're willing tailored to you as the individual. Exactly. And so, because I've heard this, uh, critique of the affordable care act before is, you know, why am I paying for all this stuff? Why, why do I have to pay for this? And, you know, I, I don't think it's a bad thing to have those things covered, but, you know, if you don't need it and you're willing to just pay for what you want, there are plenty of alternatives out there. Um, and that's one of the areas that uh, Iconic Insurance, an independent broker like myself, can really help exemplify and show you what really is available out there. So what is available out there? <laughs> that's a great God, question, I Brad. I thought you'd Thank never you. ask. So... Uh, number one thing off the bat that comes to mind is cost sharing plans. So a lot of these are Christian oriented. Um, I won't call out any by name. I'm sure lots of people have heard about them. You can just Google Christian cost sharing plans. And I, I think these things are great. Um, the number one thing to keep in mind is this is not health insurance. It says it right on your card, right on your policy. They, they almost pride themselves on not being associated with health insurance. Um, They've been around forever, though, late 70s, early 80s, decades. Um, and it's basically a group of like-minded individuals, typically Christian. There are some secular ones that I like. Um, reach out to me for more information on that. But the the Christian ones, it's a group of like-minded people who put all their money into a big pool. And then there's a board of directors who 
takes the money out of the pool and helps pay for medical expenses. You know, it, it works in the same exact way health insurance does. It just is not health insurance. And so what that means is there's no recourse if they don't pay the way you think they should pay. You know, whereas an insurance product, they have the Department of Insurance. They've got to go through, you know, rigorous underwriting and cash reserves checks. They got to they got to make sure that you're financially stable, that you can pay the claims the way you want to. And if if you're an insurance company, you don't pay and you get a complaint, uh, they have recourse. They can write a letter to the commissioner of the Department of Insurance and, you know, the overturn rate on those is pretty high because insurance companies don't really want to mess with uh, their licensing and stuff. Um, so... Cost-sharing plans are a big one. So are the cost-sharing ones not licensed? Well, there are, you know, they're typically 501c3 organizations. They're nonprofit. They're Christian-affiliated. They're, you know, you, you don't pay a monthly premium to it. You're actually making a donation. Hmm. You don't have a deductible. You have a personal responsibility. Costs aren't covered. They're shared. And so it's this idea that you just you're just in this big group of people who all want the same thing. And that's how it works. Almost reminds me of like a local credit union versus a national bank. There you go. You but, have a little bit more skin in the game and control over how it's. And I, I actually don't think that's a bad um, comparison. It's just credit unions are still, you know, FDIC insured right. and all that, all that <laughs> stuff. So, so, so yes and no. And, and I have so many stories. Reach out to me if you want to hear some of them of these things paying and paying really well. So, you know, I am not adverse to using them. Um, is it, is it something you could carry instead of insurance or is it something where maybe I pair it with an insurance to protect me? Well, the way that I've seen it work the best is, is the second thing that you said is pairing it with a traditional, you know, catastrophic health insurance plan, you know, sort of have it be your supplement. Um, although there's a lot of people walking around though, that use it as their primary and they love it and they've had to use it. And, um, I have great stories about that for me. And my personal situation, what I always recommend to people is, hey, you should still probably have health insurance. Maybe just have, you know, a catastrophic plan for that and use the cost sharing program to sort of help supplement that and, you know, cap your out-of-pocket expenses It sort of integrate them together, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's great. And so then what other alternatives are there? So there are other uh, private underwritten medical insurance products where you do have to go through underwriting. Um, there are guaranteed renewable products out there, which basically means once you're in, you're in, um, and you can never be canceled. It's guaranteed renewable. You keep it as long as you want. Um, that it sounds fun. It's like you want to strive for that. And right. then once you're in, yeah. Then you just let yourself go. Well, I mean, whatever. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> marriage. Right? You're in, so. <laughs> um, and it, you know, that's, that, that is a really good product. That's what I personally have. And we'll do an episode about that um, at some other point in time. But uh, there are also, you know, the the opposite end of that is there are things called short-term plans. And those are really popular um, lately as an alternative to the ACA. My issue with those, it, I wouldn't even say it's an issue. It's just something to keep in mind is, you know, on the majority of them, pre-existing conditions aren't covered. So that can mean something as little as, you know, I take a blood pressure medication. Well, if you have a heart attack on that short-term plan or within the first year of that short-term plan, if the doctor says that it's due to your high blood pressure, it's not going to be covered. Um, and so that's just something to sort of keep in mind that, hey, maybe if I do have one of these pre-existing conditions, 
this might not be a good route for me. Maybe that's when we turn back to the ACA or something like that. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Other than that, you know, there's, there's a lot of very uh, limited benefit plans that I'm not really crazy about. Um, I think they do have their place. Uh, Every product out there has its place and it's my job to go out there, find the ones that make sense, find the ones that are good. And then to educate you as the consumer on it, and make you see why it's a good fit um, and just sort of pair you up with that. So you're my match.com for health insurance. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. And he could be your match too. <laughs> well, no, babe, you're my only match. Um, good job, Matt. <laughs> but you know, that's, that's something to consider um, definitely as, as alternatives. Um, because the, the ACA can be, it can be tricky. You know, it can be confusing. Um, another thing that, that concerns people when they get on an ACA plan is uh, typically they're narrow network plans. And so what that means is there, there is a group of physicians, there is a group of providers and hospitals and everything that accept it. You know, you, you can take it to a lot of places. But, you know, we're here in Indiana, and if I sign up for one of the ACA plans here in Indiana – and I need a foot surgery and I want to go to the Mayo Clinic, well, I, I can't. It's Ooh, not. Is the Mayo Clinic in Texas? Well, there's three of them now. Oh. One's in New York, one's in Minnesota, and I think one might be in Georgia. Oh, I'm not man. sure on the third one. Um, but the original one was in Roche- <laughs> Rochester, Minnesota. And, you know, it's just world renowned for certain things. And, and so I like to make sure people understand. Now, if you're ever in a life threatening situation with an accident or an illness, you know, you have a heart attack in Florida and you have an Indiana ACA plan, it'll cover you for that. You, you, you have no control over that. But you know, if I need my hip replaced and I have this special orthopedic surgeon in Des Moines, I, I can't, there's I can't, a lot of them in Des Moines. I, 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 say, but I, I was like, why pick that one? <laughs> it's a funny word. For some reason, that's the first one that popped in my head. Mm-hmm. I have no idea why mm-hmm. I've never even been there. Um, you, you aren't necessarily going to be able to take your plan there. And so, with a situation like that, even if the ACA is right for you, let's say you're a family of four, you get this huge tax credit to help pay for your ACA plan, but everybody's pretty healthy. You know, I would almost say, well, yeah, take the ACA. You, you get this huge tax credit. You, you should definitely have it. It's, a, you know, it's as close to a major medical as we have. You never know what's going to happen. But why don't we also supplement it? Because you guys visit grandma in Milwaukee every year. Well, hopefully. You, up in Milwaukee every year, you you go on vacation. You guys are Disney fanatics. You go to, you know, Florida every year. Why don't we make sure you also have a plan in case you get hurt or in case you need to see the doctor outside of your network? And so that's something that I educate a lot of people on is, you know, you can have that ACA as sort of like the backbone of your plan if it's affordable and if it's a good fit. But why don't we add on just an extra layer of protection onto that? That sounds really good. Mm-hmm. I like having you as the outsider to look at all the different possible things that can occur. Cause that's why you have insurance. Cause you can't predict the future. You don't know what's going to happen, but to have somebody else kind of give you those ideas, because I know myself, I have two boys, five and almost three. Um, love you, Madsen and Emmett. And to cons- <laughs> consider what could happen. I might not think of that. So I do appreciate that you're looking out for all of the people that you do help. And I, I appreciate you saying that. And that's one of those things where, you know, if something did happen to the boys, 
I think one of the last things you're going to be worried about and thinking about is your network for your health insurance, probably just going to want to give them the care that they need and the best care, no matter the cost. And so, you know, for me, for me personally and my money, if, if I ever need a surgery that I can schedule now, if it's an emergency or whatever, you know, cut me open, fix me, whatever, doesn't matter. But if it's something I can schedule, I'm, I'm personally going to want to do a lot of research. I'm going to want to find ideally the best surgeon within a reasonable distance of me to perform that surgery on me. That's, that's what I want. And so I don't want to be constricted necessarily by a network. Um, and I want to be able to give that flexibility to other people as well. That's awesome. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sounds really good. Yeah. So um, sounds like everyone needs to be reaching out to you and what, uh, what different ways can they do that? Well, knowledge is power. And just knowing what the different things out there even exist, you know, I, I meet a lot of small business owners and a lot of people have to find their own health insurance who think it's the ACA or nothing, or they might think it's the ACA or a Christian plan. And they don't even think about combining things or, or, or looking at alternatives. And so I just want to get as much information out there because, you know, Brett's told me before he, when he was trying to navigate this, he, you know, it was just loads of information out there and you've got to navigate through it. And, you know, I, I would never want to try to do my own home loan if, and when I want to buy a house, I would want someone to walk me through it because I don't know anything about mortgages. I'm an insurance guy. I shouldn't know about mortgages. I should find an expert like Brittany green (laughs) to tell me what I need to do. Tell me the documents she needs and have her give me her honest opinion. It is silly for all these small business owners to think they have to figure out their health insurance by themselves through Google or through just word of mouth. So it's come and talk to me. Yeah. It's good that they can contact you either at Matt at iconic dash insurance.com. Correct. That's your email Mm -hmm. address and they can visit you. And what was the name of your website? Iconic dash insurance.com. So it sounds good. They just need to reach out to you and contact you for their own personal situation. Yeah. Do you have anything else? No, I think that's great. Okay. Uh, Thank you for listening. And as always, you can find me where Brittany told you, (laughs) iconic-insurance.com. Thanks.